You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Hello, I'm Titus Eagles from Steel City, Hamilton, Ontario. Welcome to Tim Talks. Hey, uh, Titus, how many episodes of Tim Talks have you listened to? About 300. And you listen how often? Every night. Every night you listen to Tim Talks? Yes. What's your favorite part about Tim Talks? Laughing. Laughing. I think that's me, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you better say me. This is Titus. He's my buddy, and he loves Tim Talks. How old are you? 13. 13 years old. If you're a teenager, you're joining Titus and listening to the greatest non-preaching, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist podcast, number one in Canada and number one in Japan. Do you love Japan? It's okay. (laughs) This is Tim Talks. Well, that was Titus, my buddy Titus from Hamilton, Ontario. His dad is pastor of Steel City Baptist Church. And Titus, after attending the youth conference in Ontario, decided he was going to become a Timmy and has listened to 300 episodes since April. Uh, He listens every night to Tim Talks and had many of the episodes uh, well in hand. And so awesome. shout out to Titus and uh, Thank his you, brother Titus. and sister as well. Yeah, brother and sisters. So yeah, great service there uh, this past Sunday for me. Did a missions conference and uh, great, great job. Pastor Jason Eagles, fine young man from Canada. He's from the East Coast and now uh, pastoring in Ontario. So yeah, doing a great job. So thank you, Titus, for that. Appreciate it very much. Amen. And then, Brother Wolven, um, we've got a new spokesperson. Uh, All right. A lady. Yeah, spreading yeah, the yeah. word. Uh-huh, spreading the word. And uh, she's going to advertise for us a little bit. And I was down in Tennessee. I went to Hillbilly Golf in Sevierville. Sur- 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 Sevierville. Yes, Sevierville. Yes, I can't even say it. Sevierville, Tennessee. And uh, this lady uh, spoke to us and had such a heavy southern draw. I said, I've got to, I've got to. So I recorded her talking, and then I thought, I'm just going to ask her. So I told her, I said, ma'am, I said, I've got a podcast, and would you help us out? Oh, yeah. So here she is from, Sever- what is it, Sevierville? Sevierville, yeah. yeah. Which is home to Dolly Parton, by the way. That's where she grew up. So here she is. You're going to love her. She's going to be our new spokesperson. Hey, guys, I'm Verna Bohan. I'm from Sevierville, Tennessee, and y'all need to listen to Tim Talks. There she is. <laughs> That, that is awesome. What a draw. That is awesome. I can't even I don't think I can even imitate that draw. That's such a heavy <laughs> draw as a Canadian. I thought I said I'm from Canada. I love your accent. So yeah, she was awesome. Super nice lady. And so she didn't say, I don't have an accent. You all have an no, accent. No, she didn't say that. Uh so we're playing Hillbilly Golf and one of the warnings before you play the golf is if you see a bear on the golf course, stop and call this number immediately. <laughs> They have bears <laughs> that wander onto the hillbilly golf course. Stop and call this number. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I won't stop running. That's right. Until I'm trying to get out of. Yeah. First, those bears are fast. Oh too. yeah. They'd, oh yeah. They're man. faster than a human being. Yeah. I think they can get up to sixty miles an hour on short bursts. Oh but. yeah, yeah. I just have to. I just have to be faster than the person in front of me. 
<laughs> That's it. <laughs> Poor Ruthie. Poor Ruthie. She sustained. Knock her down and run on top of her. <laughs> she sustained a few injuries. <laughs> but good time. Good time had by all. So, yeah. Hey, great interviews. Great interviews these past two weeks. Yes. Those guys yes. did a great job. Wow. Yeah. Now, I do, while you're cleaning up past dues, I have to clean up something as well. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Uh, now write the date down. What? What? I was wrong. Number two. Um, because I got that email that you had forwarded yeah. from the dear brother up in that state up north. Yes. Yeah. And it has been oh. a thousand days. Yes. Over a thousand days because. since Ohio State beat Michigan. Yeah, because. Because yeah. Ohio State mm-hmm. wanted to play Michigan during COVID, and Michigan wimped out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that was yeah. that was why. Oh, so okay. it was only because they didn't schedule a game in a thousand days. That's all. Just a uh, But but it is. I I do appreciate uh, being called on the carpet and shown my error. Wow. And I am a thousand percent wrong now. I will say that in this century, Michigan has only won three times in this century, but I was wrong. It has been over a thousand days. Of course, you know, when, you, when you're too cowardly to even play, that, that stretch could go up to 5,000 days, 20,000 days, 80,000 days. Uh, you know, it all depends on if they say no, no, we're not, we're not coming. No, you can't come. You know, but I was wrong. So thanks. You know, wow. We will give them their due. Wow. Three times this century they have won and they've beaten Ohio State. So I apologize. Wow. There you go. Wow. That was gracious. Uh, you took that <laughs> like a man. No, no bitterness whatsoever. No, no, Just no, no animosity no. or antagonism. Sarcasm. Just no. Just trying mm-hmm. to trying to be factual. Trying to be be a Christian. Well. <laughs> no, I was just trying to be factual. <laughs> when you talk about sports, there's nothing no. Christian about it. No, no. Especially especially college college uh, football for sure. So wow. Hey, I will tell you. Do you know what an an intelligent Michigan fan says? <laughs> no. Duh. <laughs> Do you know what two intelligent Michigan fans say? No, I don't. Do you know what a hundred intelligent Michigan fans say? Oh, boy. Send send your emails to pastor at my North Columbus Baptist Church. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. There you go. I think that started something. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of, we're going to have a lot of, uh, um, audio files oh, to play now send them so. send them we'll play them we'll play them <laughs> oh, oh yeah we'll play them it'll be great for those of you that don't 
know Michigan and Ohio and those rivalries, that was the Michigan fight song. That was the theme song yes. for the Michigan Wolverines. Yes. So, yeah. That's right. There you go. So, wow. <laughs> but those who do know picked oh, up on it oh, immediately. They got it right away. I got it right away. I knew. <laughs> I knew. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hey, you know, there was a war. This is factually accurate yep. also. Okay. There was a war between Michigan and Ohio. Wow. They actually had a battle, and it was over who was going to get Toledo. Wow. And we lost. So <laughs> Toledo's in Ohio. <laughs> That's what we say about Quebec. <laughs> we wanted to trade no, you. No, there really was a war over, over who's going to really? have Toledo. Toledo. Yep. Or as we like to call it, Toodly-do. Tootly do. Mm-hmm. I've driven through Tootly do many times, many times. Oh yes, I bet you have. Oh buddy, yeah, uh, yeah. We wanted to trade you guys, uh, you know, straight up for Quebec, but there were no takers, no takers <laughs> on that. So there you go. Well, listen, uh, I have had two people who contacted us and asked us to deal with this wow. topic. Yeah, two. Really? Yeah, both of our listeners. <laughs> You've had two people. Both of our contacted. listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, both of our listeners. And I, I don't know if you caught Titus's comment though. Um, I asked him about Japan. You know uh, what he thought about Japan, and uh, yes, he wasn't he wasn't big on Japan. He didn't really yes. know a lot. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, both of our listeners in Japan uh, wrote me and asked me if we could deal with the topic of parents and uh, aging parents, parents that aren't saved, uh, parents that are maybe combative about you know, your walk for Christ or your decision to serve Christ as a Christian. So uh, how to deal with that uh, biblically and, uh, you know, uh, some ideas of how we could do that. So let's talk about parents. We both have parents. Your dad has passed away and gone home to be with the Lord, but uh, you're still helping your mom. And how old is Mm -hmm. your mom? How old is your mom? 85. Yeah. My mom is 80, let's see, 84. Five or eighty-six. Like, yeah, I can have to figure that out. Eighty-five mm-hmm. or eighty-six. So right about the same. My dad's a couple years younger. So, yeah. So we've we've had to deal with those things, and um, it's it's hard. It's sad to see your parents age. Yes. And it is. Uh, we've we're, we've been working with my mother-in-law as well, and uh, some of the surprises we've had with that. And you watch them as they get older and a little more feeble, and realize that that's going to be us. I'm going to be looking after you in a few, in a few years, probably two. Yep. And uh, yep. I'll be picking. Maybe less. Maybe less. If the Michigan people get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're be, dead meat. Could yeah. be just a few months. Yeah. Yep. So I'm looking for a home for you now, and I think I found a nice one. Um, it's in Surville. <laughs> I can't say that. Sevierville. <laughs> Sevier. Why can't I say that? Sevierville. Yeah. It's going to be at the Hillbilly Golf Course. <laughs> you're going to be the new bear attractant. <laughs> I'll be the bear monitor. That's what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your experience of, of dealing with your parents as I got older, and then I'll tell you mine. Well, I, I'll abbreviate it for sure, but yeah. uh, with my dad pastoring, um, I had to sort of bring up bring up to him, Dad, it's about time you need to stop pastoring because mm-hmm. you know he just was not able, right. uh, physically capable to keep up with all of the things that go along with pastoring. That was probably the hardest thing above 
all of it right was having that talk and then convincing him over the course of time i mean you know mm-hmm. a, a year or two mm-hmm. you, you know till he finally you know decided so that that was difficult and then they moved from the florida keys up to tennessee to be a little bit closer to us which was still were eight hours away right and uh and so then they were there for about seven years and but uh finally you know my mom had to have particular surgery and my dad was not really able to take care of himself completely and so you know we had to move in with us for a couple of years two maybe three and then they wanted to get their own apartment you know they were only five minutes away from our house so been dealing with that and then uh two yeah two years ago my dad went home to be with the lord so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know in 2000 just a few days after his birthday mm-hmm. in october of 2000 so and my mom she uh she's doing relatively well mm-hmm. and so uh but we're you know just dealing with that situation yeah, so yeah well, about 10 years ago we started to notice that my mom was you know losing her keys and her wallet and she was forgetting mm-hmm. appointments and um she was struggling with names of people that she should have known. And we thought, oh, she's getting older, you know. And my grandma, who was 95, said to me, mm. there's something wrong with your mother. And I said, oh, grandma, she's just getting older, you know. Nope, there's something wrong. I'm telling you, there's now, something wrong. Was that wrong. her daughter? Her daughter, her only daughter, yeah, okay. right? And they were super close. There's something wrong with her. And so I went mm. to my dad and I said, hey, do you notice anything wrong with mom? I said, she seems to be like really forgetful. And he's like, oh, you know, she's getting older. She's getting close to 80. You know, she's in her 75, 76, you know, getting older, a lot of stress and stuff in her life. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then we could really see things progress quickly. And it wasn't but maybe five years later, my dad's saying, we, we got to do something with mom. Uh, she's very uh. combative. She had you know some oh. real problems around the house she was leaving the stove on she was wandering and so we had a meeting with a nurse that would uh assess my mom and we had brought my mom up to st thomas and my dad and i said dad let's look at some places in st thomas we've got some great facilities here let me show you some of the nursing homes and care facilities and maybe you know it'd be better for you guys to move to st thomas and then we could help you He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we did. And a couple months later, we meet with this nurse, and we're at their house. And my dad says, okay, you know, what are our options? And this girl said, well, where would you like B to go? My mom's name is Beatrice. And my dad said, well, we'd like to stay here in Simcoe, my hometown. And I said to the girl, I said, are there any options ever heard coming to St. Thomas? We had talked about that too. And my dad went off. He got really upset. We are not moving to St. Thomas. Why would you try to interfere? You're not going to tell us what to do. And I mean, that was kind of out of character for my dad. And I really, it really shocked me. And so I said to the lady, I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what's happening here. I, I don't know what's going on. She goes, it's okay. It's okay. She said, um, can we talk outside? And I said, yeah. So we went out and um, I said, I, I am sorry. I, I, I don't get it. She goes, hey, this happens all the time. She said, your dad is under an extreme pressure. He's really struggling. This is a hard thing. So we went back in and we finished the meeting, but it, it was a tough, tough meeting. My dad and I really had a row. And um, we actually went a couple of weeks without talking. 
And my wife finally said, you have got to call your dad and get this thing right. So I did, and we got it straightened out. But, man, it was tough. And then to see my mom go in that home, oh, my goodness, because she had enough memory to know that that was not her home she didn't know where it was she didn't know what she was doing but that was not Mm -hmm. her home and she did not want to be there and she was crying and oh it was one of the most painful things i've ever had to deal with in my life and to kiss her goodbye and know that she was going to spend the rest of her life in that place and she's still there she's she went all through covid um spent almost an entire year in a room by herself they brought her her meals and, and took care of her physical and needs. And nobody but allowed to go visit her. Nobody allowed to go visit her. And, of course, she didn't have enough, you know, ability to be able to FaceTime or, you know, I don't. she wouldn't right. even known who it was. But, oh, right. terrible. So now I've got my dad who's aging, and he's going to see her every day, but he's physically exhausted and, you know, distraught over this whole situation. So that's tough. And then we got our, my mother-in-law, who has uh, a form of um, Alzheimer's, dementia. dementia. Yeah. And we're dealing with that as well and uh, having to find a place for her to stay. And in the States, things are different for us. And the cheapest long-term nursing care we could find was around six, $700 a month. And we thought, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? So those are some of the battles. And there are a lot of people dealing oh, yeah. with that, right? So, Yes, any advice you have for folks that are, you know, coming up on that, that maybe we could help prepare them for some of that stuff? And, of course, everybody's going to be different. Well, but. I know that, you know, we're we're dealing with teenagers and college students and young married people who think that that's a long way off. I guess right now, build up your relationships with your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they get, they get a little bit eroded and a little bit corrupted during your teen years. Um, mm. You know, I, I've always had a good relationship with my mom and dad, thankfully. But mm-hmm. after one year of college, I was amazed how smart my mom and dad had gotten. Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, you know, so um, th- that's what you need to be doing now to build up your relationships and, and be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, if you disagree about things, then be honest with your parents and let them know you disagree. Just keep being respectful, keep, you know, keep, and I'm talking about those that are out of the house by now, but even, even 17, 18 years old, you ought to be able to sit down and say, I don't know if I'm where you guys are, uh, maybe in a doctrine, maybe, you know, in a practice, Mm -hmm. um, and you can still learn and you can still disagree in a way in which, you know, nobody has to think the other person is vile and wicked and, and evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so right now, make sure you build up some good relationships with your parents. It'll it'll make those difficult times easier. Yeah. I think it's good to have a plan to, you know, as a, even as grandkids. Um, I had a part in my, gra- my grandma's um, end of life. Uh, my parents were in Florida. For the winter, my grandma fell and broke her hip, and they called me, and I had to go, and I had to get through that ordeal uh, with my grandma and make some of those decisions that you know grandkids don't usually have to make. So that was that was tough. Um, fortunately, you lived with her for a while. Didn't I you? did, I did. I was super yeah. close. We got saved the same night. I lived with her for a while. 
Um, she was a phenomenal woman. She, man, she was a great lady. And to see her, you know, suffering in pain and have to go through that surgery. And the doctor said, here's the deal. I can do the surgery and repair the hip, but she will probably get pneumonia and die. And so I'm like, what, what do I do? You know, I'm calling my mm -hmm. parents. What do you, what do you want me to do? And I couldn't stand to see her in pain. So I said, let's do the surgery. And sure enough, she got pneumonia and passed away about three, four days later. Mm -hmm. And heartbreaking, and to attribute to my mom's problem, um, she did not make it home to where my grandma could speak to her. She was pretty much unconscious the whole time. Uh -huh. And that, that stress, I believe, is what caused my mom to get Alzheimer's, or at least ex expedite mm. it. And so, um, yeah, to deal with that. So, But I knew, I knew my grandma well enough, and I knew my parents' wishes well enough. I, I think I made the right decisions there. So maybe having that in plan and in a place um, is a help. Um, I think as a parent, if you're listening today and uh, you've got uh, you know that time of life coming up, I'm I'm going to be 60. You're you know over 60 now. Um, we know that that day's coming. I'd like to think I could have a plan and then I'll live that plan. I probably won't because as you get older, you you don't realize how far you've gotten. But I'd like to have a plan. I've said many times, I'm going to write myself a letter. Hey, hey, Al, it's me, Al. And you need to go to a nursing home. <laughs> you know, something like that. I think that's the hardest thing. Hardest thing I've found is surrendering the keys. Parents don't want to give up the keys to the car. Oh, let me tell you. Right? That is going to be murder for me. Yeah. I'm telling you, because that that is your... You are independent absolutely. until you have to give over the keys. I, that will be absolute murder. Yeah. But maybe by the time we've got to give our keys up, Uber and yeah. Lyft and all those things will be so common that we can still get all over the place. It won't matter. Yeah, self-driving cars. We'll just get in and tell it where we want to go, and we won't even have to drive <laughs> the thing. Go. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> if not, look out. I got one hot scooter ready to go. <laughs> 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 I got the chrome basket and everything. <laughs> Can you see us? Then <laughs> two scooters going down the sidewalk together. <laughs> be bump, maybe bumper cars. <laughs> we got my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, uh, two of those scooters when they went to Walt Disney World. My father-in-law was, you know, in his last days, and we got these scooters, and he's racing people through Walt Disney World. That's awesome. Challenging people to races and stuff. And it was crazy, <laughs> man. It was crazy. So that'll be us. That'll be us. Wow. Well, I think Bob Folger said it well. Um, Billy Graham said it well. Getting old is not for wimps. It's not for the light of heart. It's, uh, it's not an easy road for sure. So get ready for that. So my advice today is... Be very patient, as patient as you can be, because it's going to be a stressful time. Um, there's going to be a lot of decisions to make. Be prepared for that. There's going to be some arguments. There's going to be some crying, uh, all of that. Not everybody has that, but a lot of people do, and you need to prepare for that. If you're a grandchild today, be supportive of your parents as they try to make those decisions and you know, give what input put you can uh, as a child. Just realize that your parents are going to have to go through that time of aging and then passing and try to be as ready as you can for that. And all that, give well, honor. I'll tell you, no matter what you do, you feel guilty. Right. 
I don't care what it is. I don't care what the decisions are. I don't care whether it's, you know, you're staying with us, you're going to a skilled facility, you're going mm-hmm. to be on your own. No matter what the decisions are, right? they usually come with guilt in some form. Yeah. And you better be able to, to handle that and still, by the grace of God, attempt to do what is best mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. and, and what they would want. It does help. If uh, people would sort of write out their intentions, you know, uh, whether living will, whatever it may be, you know, this, you know, if it comes to a situation like this, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'd want you to do. Uh, you know, just it, it, so to have those discussions, it's difficult, but it's necessary because mm-hmm. at least that gives you a little bit more confidence and strength to make the help make those decisions those difficult things if you know that's what they said they want to do right and to have a power of attorney you know both of finances and health care uh, that's always a good thing to have in place at, at some point yeah, yeah at yeah. some point not, not yes. right away but yeah um it just helps in making those decisions especially in canada those are things that we really really try to have in place because it can just get it can get tricky if you don't have that. And then I think as a family, you have to have discussion on who's going to play what role if there's more than one child. You know, yep. it seems that the, the youngest, or the, not the youngest, but the closest child often gets the daunted task of looking after running them to the doctor's appointments and paying bills and all those kind of things. And as other siblings, um, you know, try to share that responsibility as best you can. And my wife has that situation where we're in Canada. And her brother and sister have had to do the majority of that. We try to go down and spend a couple of weeks, you know, every few months if we can to, you know, give them a break and try to help them that as best we can. We share in the financial responsibility of that. Those are some things, too, that you should be aware of in that situation. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there for today. It's just over 21 minutes, 22 minutes. And um, let's talk about on Wednesday, somebody asked about dealing with unsaved parents, lost parents, and dealing with that. Um, maybe they are upset with a child because they're not the same religion they were or taught them to be, or they don't want anything to do with Christ, and how to deal with that and how to maybe um, approach that. That'll be our topic for Wednesday. So get ready for that here on Tim Talks. And um, from Jefferson City, Missouri. What a beautiful place. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely gorgeous place. We're staying in a, a beautiful home of some folks from the church here overlooking a lake. It's incredible. Beautiful spot. And we are reunited with our son, Nate, who moved to Nevada. Uh, some of you have been following that, and uh, he, he has a dog that he absolutely loves. He's had him for a very long time, Roscoe, and he and Roscoe were reunited this week, and he hugged and kissed his dog and a little tear in his eye, and then he said, hi, Mom and Dad, and then he went back to his dog. <laughs> That's great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, this is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for listening, and uh, we've got many, many faithful, faithful listeners. Thank you so very much. If you have not taken the time, just take the time to give us a rating, a review, and make sure you encourage other people to subscribe. And as we sign out, we will not have the normal no. music no. playing in the background. No. I will provide the background music, so go right ahead, Pastor. I, I can only imagine 
what that might be. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tim Talks. Those who love college football, those who love the Lord. May we come together in great peace and tranquility as we sign off today. And taking us out today is our new special announcer. Here she is, Miss Bohan. Hey guys, I'm Verna Bohan. I'm from Sevierville, Tennessee, and y'all need to listen to Tim Talks. Thank you for listening to Tim Talks. Y'all, hope you have a great day. See you on Wednesday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.